0: Welcome to the podcast. All good, man. Thank you for having me. Excited.
1: All good. What did you want to be when you were growing up?
0: Um, yeah. So I grew up. Yeah, always wanted to be a rugby player, man. So to be doing that as my job now, I feel pretty. Yeah, pretty grateful, and I'm um, just glad that I can do something I've always wanted to do ever since I was a young kid.
1: Yeah. How long have you been wanting to do that?
0: Um. Oh, so I started playing rugby when I was about eight or nine. And so once I started playing, yeah, ever since maybe say 10. So that's a good, I don't know, 15 odd years of um, kind of wanting to do it. So uh, it's
1: been good. Yeah. How would your oldest friend describe
0: you? My oldest friend would describe me as, um, who loves food and just always on the go, always doing something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What are you most proud of in your general life or career so far?
0: Um, I think being a dad, man. Like I've got two little boys, so being like obviously married my wife, being a, a husband and a, and a father would be the biggest kind of accomplishment for me and something. Also, like I've always wanted to be a dad, so to so to have two little boys, um, that are very active. Yeah, that would be my biggest achievement so far.
1: Yeah. How do you handle hard times, like injuries, not getting selected, that sort of thing?
0: Yep. Uh, so injuries, um, I've done my ACL, like my knee. So that's probably one of the worst injuries you can do. Nah. And So, yeah, just dealing with that. I relied on, yeah, my wife, but also mates. Like, I had another mate, reshort that uh, did his knee as well, and uh, another mate, Chris Saltier. So having, I guess, good support systems around me, um, helped me get through it as well as staff. Um, because I, I was out for maybe like nearly a whole year until I played another game. Um, and so uh, with not getting selected, oh, that's a tough one, man. I think just seeing that as a way to improve myself, like not taking it too personally, but yeah, I've used it as motivation to see what I can do better and, and things like that. So um, yeah, that's how I deal with adversity
1: yeah with the acl injury was that a lonely period of your life
0: a lonely period yeah like um being home
1: not being able to do anything
0: yeah for sure man i I think it was um especially when i was at training like and the boys would be on the field i'd just be like in the corner doing um like my physio stuff and before that like i was in the gym like i I wouldn't even be out in the field so yeah i'd say there was some some times that i felt quite lonely um but like i said having good mates around me um, helped me through that time and yeah now like I look back at it and I'm grateful that I went through it because you know it taught me things that otherwise I wouldn't have learned you know.
1: Yeah. Was it hard moving from New Zealand?
0: Um. Uh, I think yeah at the time it was like when I was a little kid because I just in New Zealand I was five so we started I went to my first year of school and so I remember making like some good friends and stuff and having to say goodbye to them after that year and so moving to Australia. Like, I had a a Kiwi accent, and so people at school would like give me a hard time just because I didn't sound the same as them. Um, so initially, it was hard, like, the heat was like different because New Zealand's obviously cold. Coming to Brisbane, like, it was super hot. Um, so yeah, there was some, it was exciting, but also, yeah, difficult time.
1: Yeah, how old would you, how old were you when you moved?
0: So I was 526, so I was only, yeah, just more.
1: Yeah. What's it been like playing over in France?
0: Um uh, man, it's been it's been good. Like I think the first thing was quite hard was the language, like at training and stuff. I didn't know what the coach was saying. Um but then like as I learned more of the language and, and understood the people, um and just kind of focused on the rugby. Um yeah, I, I really enjoy it now. I love it here. I could probably see myself staying here for a while if I, you know, could keep playing well. So um overall been really good yeah
1: yeah sorry how was that language barrier at first and how'd you learn the language
0: yeah so oh man it was hard so me and my wife and kids we moved here like and it was just a chore even going to like the grocery stores because you didn't know where things were like were so foreign like even because obviously it's in french like flour and th- things like that so just having to learn those little things um going to the bank like we went to this once i we went to a bank and like we try to speak as much French as we could and they just told us to come back when we have someone that spoke French because they yeah. just didn't want to deal with us. And so, yeah, at times it was difficult, but we just yeah try to study, um, do our French studies and um, practice it when we're out, like ordering food or whatever else. So yeah, learning languages is, is difficult, but I think it comes in practicing it and, and studying yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. How good are you at Spanish? I mean, French.
0: Um, nah, still very basic, man. Like I can order like a meal at the at the restaurant and kind of just basic greetings and things like that and introduce myself. But um, yeah, it's a difficult language. Have you learned French before? Have you?
1: No, I'm I'm doing Spanish.
0: Oh, you doing Spanish? Yeah, Yeah. it's it's hard, eh? Like how are you finding it? Yeah, it's
1: It's really
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What was the experience like playing for the Reds for those years that you did?
0: Yeah. Oh man, I loved it. Yeah. It was, um, it was a really good time of my life being there. And, um, that's where I learned kind of play rugby at the highest level because before that I didn't play rugby, um, like my last game rugby was in 2011. So I was like in year 12. Um, and so yeah, it had been ages. I was a playing league. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was difficult too, because like, I didn't know like much of the rules like line out jumping I didn't I, I was I sucked at that so it was a big testing time but yeah just like with the the boys there um and and the yeah the playing group were really good and I, I enjoyed my time there and yeah I learned yeah pretty much everything I know about rugby was was through my time there
1: Yeah then before that you started with the Broncos what was that like for the years that you spent there
0: Yeah it was good man so I was there as a junior from after high school I signed like a two year deal with them in the Toyota Cup, the NYC competition. Um and yeah, it's a, it's obviously as you know, like it's a yeah, one of the best clubs um in the NRL. Rich history, they've won a lot. And so the standard was was really high. So for me, I'm yeah, grateful that I started there because it taught me a lot of the things that I needed to learn, like professionalism and um just trying to like train at a high standard and things like that. But um Yeah. I I loved it, man. It was, it was a really good experience.
1: Yeah. And fast forwarding a couple of years to the, your Wallabies debut. What was that like?
0: Yeah, it was surreal. Um, because when I made my Wallabies debut, I only debuted for the Reds the year before, like the end of the year. So like, I hadn't played a whole heap of super rugby, so I was excited, but at the same time I, it was also nervous because like, I felt like I hadn't learned everything I needed to learn to play at that level um so i just did my best but yeah to to start like i remember when i got my jersey because i debuted in uh in some uh, in brisbane yeah just to have that like number eight jersey like to play for the wallabies and to sing the national anthem um in front of like a packed home crowd with my family and stuff there was a it was a really good experience and something that i yeah, will always remember wouldn't take for granted and um yeah i'm happy that i was able to put on the green and, and gold jersey
1: yeah. Do you still remember anything from your debut?
0: Oh, I remember being quick. Um, it went fast, man. Like I, remember I got a head knock during the game cause I, I had to come off and do a HIA test, but, um, yeah, I just remember being quick and physical, just everything. I, I guess I um, expected from test level. Um, but yeah, we won that game as well. So that was, uh, yeah, I just remember it was a good time. Like my family were there and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was just a good experience overall.
1: Yeah, especially to do it in Brisbane as well, where you'd grown
0: up. Yeah, man, like especially Suncorp, because when I was at the Broncos and like coming out of high school, driving past Suncorp, like, man, I always want to play there, you know? And so when I got the opportunity with the Broncos, under 20s and then with the Reds and then with the Wallabies, um, like, yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better, I guess, debut being at home and yeah, being on home soil at at Suncorp Stadium, it was pretty surreal.
1: Yeah, moving away from rugby, What's it been like running your own podcast, The Timu Time?
0: Yeah, man. Thanks. Um, it's been it's been good. Like, I've just wanted to do something away from footy, like that I can invest my time in. Because before that, like I I study at uni on online, but um I spent a lot of time on on PlayStation, uh, playing like FIFA and uh, and COD. And so yeah, I just came to a point where man, I just wanted to. Trying to use my time a bit better and I found podcasting like my wife and I just thought about it one night and we just tried it and gave it a go and then from there it kind of just took off like just started yeah doing our own podcast and then interviewing other people and yeah it's been a really good learning experience like as you know get to meet like some um some people that yeah, you wouldn't really have conversations with and um yeah it's been a good growth um yeah opportunity for me and yeah, I've been really enjoying it. It's been challenging, like, as you know, but, um, yeah, I'm keen to just keep keep growing it and just trying to help uh, reach people and and, and help people. Um, yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm all yeah. about. I've listened to a couple episodes, my favourite being the one with Samu Karevi.
0: Oh, yeah, nice, man.
1: He's also been on my podcast. He's coming out this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I see, that, yeah. That's cool, yeah, it was really good to talk to Samu. Like, I've known him since I was, like, eight or nine. And so, yeah, yeah, his journey, he's like, yeah, he's the man, as you know, like one of the best in the world. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You got to speak to him as well.
1: Yeah. Going back to rugby, have yeah. you always played number eight from.
0: Yes, yeah. I've always played number eight since uh high school. Like, because I went to Naji College for a couple of years. I was a number eight there. I played with, you know, Sean McMahon?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I played with him. I think he was a six. He was our six. So he was a six. I was the eight. Christian Satoo was our seven. Um, and then yeah, for Queensland schoolboys, Australian schoolboys, I've always been eight, the Reds, and then um, obviously here play eight as well. So yeah, it's my kind of prime position. I can play like blind side, number six as well, but primarily number eight. What
1: was your path to fresh? Sorry, what was your path to professional rugby?
0: Um, so my path, I guess, I started with like. Playing in high school, so getting picked up as a. So I was playing league, so I was scouted by um, Nudgee College by Todd Damers. He got me to Nudgee, so I guess my path really started there. Apart from playing like when when I was playing under eights and stuff, I, like it, you don't really learn the game fully. So yeah, probably Nudgee College and then playing like Queensland schoolboys, Australian schoolboys. And then, yeah, that led to opportunities with the Broncos. And then I got, yeah, the Reds kind of always, yeah, kept their, like, tabs on me. So, when the opportunity came up, yeah, went to the Reds and further developed my rugby there, um, which led to the Wallabies and then coming over to France. So, it's been a, yeah, journey that's kind of taken a while, but, um, yeah, I'm glad that, yeah, I've, I've had some good, I guess, uh, stepping stones along the way.
1: Yeah. What team were you in for Najee?
0: Um, I played in the first fifteen, so I went there when I was in grade ten, end of grade ten, all of grade eleven. So I played first fifteen in two thousand and ten when I was sixteen, um, and then yeah, I went back to Marsden in grade twelve, and I played league there. So yeah, played first fifteen. I was lucky enough to play in the in that team.
1: Yeah. Given what are your goals for the next couple of years for your podcast and for your rugby?
0: Yep. Um, so I'll start with the podcast. Like, yeah, I just wanted to grow as much as I can. Like I want to eventually be able to like monetize it and have sponsors and stuff on it, reach more people, um, just be consistent with it, I guess. And yeah, just push out good content that people want to listen to and can relate to. Um, so yeah, that's kind of more of a long-term kind of goal. Like just trying to build it right now. Um, but with rugby, um, being in France, yeah, this is my last year of my contract, so I just want to, yeah, solidify some more work for me and my family in the next couple of years. Um, be that in France or Japan or whatever else, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, we'll see where that takes takes me. So I'll find out probably towards the end of the year, early uh, next year, where I'll be, um, if I'll be anywhere. Might be back home yeah. in Brisbane, who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah. How have you been keeping yourself busy and fit during this little period?
0: Um, so yeah, this is, uh, we've been, I've been training for like the last thing, five or six weeks, man. So uh, before that, in France, we were in lockdown for about two months. And so I would just run, do home workouts with my wife. We bought some weights, so we did like uh, weights in the, the garage. And then we started back at training, just like two hours a day for three and a half weeks, had a break and then we're in, like the end of our preseason block now, so uh, we start playing games next week, which is like trial matches, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah like kind towards the back of end of our uh, preseason right now.
1: Nice. Who's the worst teammate to room with through your career and why?
0: Um, who's the worst? Yeah, I would say Nala, the Tonga Thor. I think I've run with him a couple of times, but he loves his he loves his phone, as we all do. But yeah, I think during that time. But that, yeah, I think yeah, I'll say another. We'll just go with him.
1: Not his first time as the worst person on the podcast yeah, for the roommate. under
0: another bus, I think a lot of the lads have brought him up.
1: <laughs> JP Smith. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Couple others.
0: Yeah.
1: What's the best word to describe you right now?
0: Best word to describe me right now? Oh, I think happy man. I'd say happy. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm at a really good place with with everything, like with my family, with my wife, kids, and um, spiritually, physically, with work, um, being in France, like enjoying it more. Uh, with the podcast, just doing something outside of footy. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like at the moment there's a good balance in my life. Uh, yeah. Feeling happy and. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's important to me. Just being, yeah. Um, having a good, oh uh, yeah, just being happy.
1: Yeah. What advice would you give a 12 year old kid today?
0: What advice? Um, oh, first and foremost, listen to your parents. <laughs> I think for me growing up, sometimes I had deaf ears, man. So, but looking back, yeah, just listen to your parents. And if you have um, yeah, to set goals for yourself, Um, And that, yeah, anything's possible if you put the work in um, and you have a vision of what you want in your life, um, yeah, you can really achieve anything. So, um, yeah, I too was once a 12-year-old boy, as was a lot of other people uh, that have gone on to do, um, like live their dreams and things like that. So, yeah, set some goals and just go achieve it and listen to your parents.
1: Yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast today.
0: Oh, good, man. Thanks for having me, bro.